Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm Sumeria Jamal of AccidentalMuslims.com, Durban. AccidentalMuslims.com is a movement and a platform where we showcase current and future leaders to help us live with purpose. This podcast hopes to add value to your life, so listen up and enjoy. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com, Durban. I'm Sumeria. Joining me, we have digital accounts manager, graphic designer, owner of Natural Problems ZA, Kony Creative, and Homesmade. This is Humaira Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum and thank you for joining us. Walaikum salam. Thank you for having me. Good. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah. How are you? It's a bit cold here, hey? It's freezing. <laughs> so, we gave you a rigid introduction into who you are, but you can perhaps tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, who would you say is Humaira Sheikh? Um, I would describe myself uh, practically, which is I'm a student um, and young professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still very much trying to explore who I am and trying to explore who I want to be. And yeah, constantly evolving and figuring out life as I go through it. I feel like that's a weird, like a weird question to be asked because you don't ever really think about the answer to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of put thing puts things in. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's what we're wanting to achieve <laughs> here, right? So. If you could perhaps use one word to describe yourself, what would it be? Definitely evolving. As I said before, I think I'm a constant journey to be a better version of myself. And I'm so eager to learn all the time. So, yeah, definitely evolving. Wonderful. That's really interesting. As a kid, what did you want to become when you grew up? I actually wanted to become an astronaut, wow. which wasn't very practical because I didn't, I didn't like all of the subjects that astronauts needed. <laughs> um, but I think I also... I, I fluctuated a bit. I wanted to become a social worker at one point. Um, I wanted to be a psychologist or a teacher. And then none of those really stuck with me. And yeah, I think I just found graphic design a bit later when I graduated, when I graduated from school. And um, I think it stuck. So, yeah. So what sparked the interest for graphic design? <laughs> so I've always had um, a creative side to me. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, um, I used to do a lot of drawing and a lot of like, um cra- arts and crafts and stuff mm-hmm. and um i think i've always had a creative side i just didn't know what to do with it and um when i was doing some research about careers that i could go into with arts and stuff like that graphic design was one of the graphic design was one of the careers that i got into that i found so um yeah i think it's just lucky that i i stumbled upon it accidentally not a lot of people are that lucky to find what they want to do early in life let alone how old I was. Um, so, you know, um, coming with, I think, any career or any, um, anything that we really do, there's positives, there's negatives, there's advantages, there's disadvantages. So what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a graphic designer? I think seeing what you do and what you create out in the world, um, it's still rewarding for me every time I go past a logo I've designed or a billboard or a pamphlet, and I'm like, I had a part in creating that, in helping someone else's business grow and getting that message across. Because fundamentally, that's what graphic design is. It's communication. It's the art of communication. And um, when I do it well, I get really excited. So as much as the late nights and the long, tedious hours um, are challenging, I think definitely seeing it happen and seeing it real in real life with people interacting with it mm-hmm is really rewarding to me. Perhaps share with us some uh, common maybe misconception or myth on graphic design. I know there must be like yeah. many uh, because people just think, okay, you can sit at home in your bed and design. But I know that's probably yeah. the case. Like that's one. So perhaps... I maybe. think people assume that it's just things that look pretty. Uh-huh. But um, 
the way qualified or graphic designers who have, who have studied yes. approach situations and projects. We're trying to make sure that the message you're sending is an effective message. It's a message that has meaning, that has purpose. Nothing on your artwork or in the in the artwork that you're you're creating should be um, just there for fun. And a lot of people misconstrue something that looks pretty for something that's functional. Um, so yeah, when I see posters with like 50 fonts on it and like seven colors, I get it. I cringe a little bit. But yeah, I think um, graphic design is becoming more accessible. Also, that's another myth is that people think that it's so far off. But you you can create posters on your phone. You can create a logo on your phone. Um, yeah, just make sure that you have message and purpose behind whatever you're creating. That is fantastic. So um, I know as a graphic designer, you can work for a company and you can freelance, right? So I know that you do work for a company and that you have your own freelance company, which is Coney Creative, if I'm correct. Um, so which would, which would you say you prefer? Um, is it working for a company, having a boss over you or having your own, you know, freelancing on your, on your own? I think what I'm doing now, it's which is a mixture between um, a flexible working for a company that's flexible, and freelancing on the side is what I most prefer. Um, I definitely don't think corporates for me. Some people enjoy the structure of corporate, but I really didn't enjoy it. Um, there's benefits to both, but I think for me, I enjoy working for a company more, just because there's stability and then there's connections and there's a lot of learning that you can do, um, especially where I'm right now in my career which is really young Mm -hmm. there's a lot of benefit I can get from something like that so where do you find the inspiration I know being a creative it's really difficult sometimes to find um, inspiration especially bringing to light like a uh, you know client can come to you and tell you okay you know I have a business selling a business selling (laughs) shoes for example right Um, and and they want you to bring to light this you know vision they have in their mind but they can't even you know perhaps you know bring it across to you and you have to now create this and so how, how do you find your inspiration and how do you deal even with clients that are difficult? Um, actually, I have clients sometimes who know exactly what they want. And then I have clients who still, they still don't know what the company name is. So it's like, for me, navigating their idea of what they want and my idea of what I think would suit them to a, me- a meeting point. So it's definitely having conversations, doing a lot of research on existing work, existing companies. There's a lot of backend that goes into it. It's not just like you dream of an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things to consider. So uh, Pinterest is my best friend. The internet <laughs> is my best friend. And then conversations with the client and like messages and emails and just them communicating like keywords mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Sometimes inspiration hits me in like a day and the project could be done or it could take me like three weeks. Um, but I definitely think that you shouldn't rush, especially something like a logo, because it's the face of your business. So yeah, um, we just a lot of research and a lot of like visual aid and stuff like that. And conversations with people and like even going out and experiencing mm. life and nature especially, there's a lot of wonderful design in nature that you could take mm. lesson from. And I find that, you know, being a graphic designer also, it could be a little bit more challenging, especially if someone is starting up a business, simply because you don't know, you know, the type of, could we say the type of message they want to send across mm. and it's hard for you to then you know bring it to light if you're not in the background knowledge and if you don't know so much about it and you don't even know sometimes you know this is particular like for example it's a, it's a store like we said about shoes right and they want to start to be there and you have no idea like why or not are they putting the star there but it could be something that means so much to them yeah so how do you deal then with these clients I think, uh, difficult I, would <laughs> I think with difficult clients it's also um 
I have to step back and realize that this is such a big step for them. Mm. And for me, it might just be a design project that's over in like two or three weeks. But for them, it's something that they're going to use for the next few years, hopefully. Mm. So um, it's, a, it's a matter of helping them realize what's really important. And what's important to them doesn't always have to be important for the business. Um, there's a lot of clients who want to have like a family tree in their like design for like a law firm and then they want the family tree and then everyone's initials and then um, someone's mother's birthstone or something something ridiculous like that so it's about <laughs> it's about understanding that it's your custom it's important mm. to you but your customers don't really care to be blunt so yeah finding something that they can still appreciate they can see heritage in mm. or they can see value in um, and something that you also enjoy looking at then coming from there is that tell us a bit more about Homes Made so Homes Made is a one of my baby companies I would say <laughs> um, it's just something that I've always wanted to do um, another outlet to be creative without restrictions Okay. so I just do a lot of like really cute sentimental prints and gifts um, that uh, people can share um, it, it allows me to have the creativity I want without someone telling me what to design because ah, okay. that's what graphic design is is you're yeah. designing for a client and then right. for other people but with Homes Made, I'm allowed to um, take on different unique projects that have sentimental and value to it. Pretty interesting. So where do you find the inspiration for that then? Is it just like whatever comes to you? or The good thing about that is that I can take it at my own pace. Okay. And then also sometimes someone else has an idea that they want done. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of collaboration that comes with that. So it's not as strict as as your normal graphic design, yeah. you know, your work. Because yeah. I mean, it the, the intended output is for one one person or one family to enjoy. So it's not like um, there's a whole sea of people that we have to cater to. So moving from a Kony Creative Homes Made and your graphic design um, world, <laughs> if we can say that, now going towards becoming, you know, the owner of your own food pop up um, store. How, when, what, why? Two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, I was eating a bowl of my mom's nachos, um, as all good stories start. <laughs> and um, I just had a, had a moment, a eureka moment, if you will. And I thought, this is so good. Why don't we just sell this? And I registered the company and I had an Instagram page and everything. And I was just not feeling, I just had no direction since then. And then I got thrown into like um, graduating and getting a, a corporate job and like my creativity just got, got kind of dried up. Mm-hmm. And then this year I was like, you know what, I'm doing it this year. And um, I just threw myself into it and I've been lucky enough to have a lot of people who advise me, friends, colleagues, my parents, my family especially. Um, yeah, a lot of support. It's it's daunting, it's challenging, but there's a lot of reward in what I see. Mm. So I think it's something I just have to work at and get better. Share with us your feelings at your first food pop-up. How was that? How did you feel that? Like getting there, the excitement, being there, and then, you know, af- the aftermath of it. I was so nervous. I thought we weren't going to sell a single bowl. Um, <laughs> I mean, I knew I liked it, mm. but I was like, what if I'm just being delusional and like no one else really likes it? Um, but a lot of my friends came. Um, to to support me it was really heartwarming to see people who were who drove out just to say hi just buy a bowl i think i was very lucky enough to have um a supportive supportive people around me Mm -hmm. who did that um it was daunting because we were a new product Mm -hmm. a new business i mean i'm 23 and i'm i just i i there's a lot for me to learn still so yeah uh, alhamdulillah it went well uh the aftermath of that was it was a long night we were all very tired but we were very grateful that we had um we had sold quite a lot of a lot of food and people were enjoying it and we had positive feedback. Yeah, it was it was a rewarding 
experience throughout. We got a lot of meet, got to meet a lot of people as well. So I know that you know everyone you know, who comes to these food pop up night markets and they've been quite the crazy here in Durban, um, more especially. Um, they come through when they purchase this and then you know at the outset when they're waiting for their food they look at the store and they're like, oh, okay, this looks like such fun, you know. Okay, I'll just cook the chicken. <laughs> My mom can just make the chop sauce, you know. Um, is it as you know honky dory or is it as uh, full of roses as it seems? So what are the challenges that you face in this industry? Um, I think it's. It's trying to bridge the gap between the food that I want people to enjoy mm-hmm. and then not charging them like exhaustive amounts for it because food is expensive and I think a lot of people, I don't even realize myself um, how much of work and labor and thought goes into even a simple bowl of food. So um, yeah, definitely navigating that and trying to figure out what's important and what to value and what would people enjoy. Um, yeah, sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a must, but it's a it's a growing experience. And uh, thankfully, we're so young and we're so new that we can still experiment with things like that. I've definitely learned a lot about what people like and what people don't like. And I think that isn't, uh, you know, as you said, you evolving. Yeah. And this is also evolving because you're learning so much and you have to change and adapt according to, sometimes not even according to what you like, but what the customers like. And unfortunately, you know, that's just yeah. how it is and you have to do it. But then also it comes about, uh, I know that you guys don't only sell nachos now, you also have added in other items and other, uh, you know, into the menu, which then, you know, does that become more challenging or is that more exciting? Or how do you know and how did you find the idea of, okay, let's add more things on? What, you know, made you add more things on? My initial intention for mm. Nacho Problem was always for it to be um, like a one-stop stop, one-stop right. shop for <laughs> for like good, healthy, wholesome mm. Mexican food that like wasn't oily, wouldn't make you feel bad, but tasted good, was of high quality. And I've always had like for two years, I've had all of these ideas. And um, my mom and I always like we consider like we were like should we release like two new menu items this month? And then we realized like okay, we already have like four or five. We can't really do all of that. I think. The products that we did release, we make sure that the food is of high quality, mm. it tastes good, it looks good, and that you enjoy it, mm. and it's value for your money. And like we're quite innovative, I think, in the way that we we do things as well, um, especially with our dessert nachos. Yes. So um, we bear in mind that we're doing it sustainably, then we shouldn't have an issue. That's what's important, make sure that we can keep up with how much we're, we're we're giving because people do ask us for things they ask us for like tostadas and tacos and all of those stuff and it's 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 hard to turn them down but i think in the future when you're ready for all of those other items then we'll definitely add them on you were saying it's like it's important i think also then if you're adding on more products to make sure that you're actually um keeping up the quality of your you know of your products so from here onwards do you feel that there's going to be a restaurant opening soon with that your problem um <laughs> i I think you get asked uh, this question a lot. I get asked a lot on Instagram, where's uh-huh. our store? And um, I just, I feel kind of bad for myself and for them to be like, hey, there's no store yet. <laughs> but uh, I definitely, my first goal is to get a food truck. I really am excited about that idea. Ooh. And then hopefully a store. I think also the way people shop and the way people consume these days, it's a bit different to a few years ago. Um, I'm I'm the kind of person who's like very impulsive, so I don't know if having a physical store just yet would be the best thing for okay. me. So that's the kind of freedom that a food truck would allow. But that's the main goal. So everyone is asking me on Instagram. It's coming soon. Maybe not this year. We'll see what happens. Inshallah. Inshallah. We wish you all the best with that so venture. Good. 
Well, coming towards something, I know that we all experience difficulties. We all experience challenges in our lives, and um, so we turn to the Quran and the ayah, you know, of the Quran, or maybe a hadith to give us some motivation or support. So, what would that be for you? There's one ayah in particular that I always go back to, Surah Baqarah, verse two eighty six. Um, Allah does not burden the soul more than he can bear. I think especially with dealing with all of the stuff that I do, like it's very easy for me to say I'm doing all of these things. But I always ask my question, am I doing these things well? Mm. And um, there's some moments where I feel like, oh, maybe I should just drop this. Maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. But then I go back to that eye and I think, you know, it's in my life for a reason. I've been blessed with it for a reason. And I just push through it. And I know that like a lot of people these days especially suffer with um, coming to terms with things that they they can't really control in their life. So that eye is definitely one that uh, sticks with me all the time. Just a reminder to keep going and keep pushing forward. So then, you know, as a millennial, there are endless challenges that we have to experience from depression to anxiety, bullying, cyberbullying, hate. And what advice can you perhaps share with other millennials on this? Because it's it's a very real topic. It's something that we all struggle with. Some, maybe many, are, you know, behind closed doors, behind the screens. No one really knows what they're facing. So, yeah, what what, what can you share with us? Um, I think I was... I was in my gap year heading off to campus and um, all my friends had already started mm. campus and stuff and I was like delayed behind. I went to see a therapist and I just, I had all of these feelings that I didn't know how to navigate through and it turns out I was I was suffering from depression and anxiety and anxiety is something that's been a part of my life for a long time but I didn't know how to identify it. Um, I thought there was something like wrong with me or um, you feel, you feel a, a sense of like why is this happening to me? Um, with that, I think, from my own personal experience, it's really important for you to identify those feelings and make sure that you know that they're valid feelings because <clears throat> at the same time, um, feelings are real. With depression and anxiety, make sure you have a support group. Make sure you have people you can talk to, people you trust, and um, don't beat yourself up about it. It's more common than you think. I know a lot of people seem to have it all together, but they also go through doubts and phases in their lives where they don't really know what's happening next or what's coming next. So it's it's very real thing. And yeah, definitely just, just ease through it and don't make any drastic decisions or choices in your life um, that will affect you later. And I think that's important because, you know, like you said, a lot of people, they, it is very common. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hidden because of the social media that we have. And that's like an endless discussion that, you know, we can go on talking about. But I feel like that is the case because many people then hide behind, you know, their Instagram page, hide behind this illusion also of social media and the illusion of their perfect life, which is detrimental in most cases because people put up these posts about themselves being so happy in so many different parts of the world, perhaps even happily married when that's possibly not even the case. They happily having you know many uh, a very purposeful life you could see but that is not the case in some you know in, in most cases so you know it's, it's really scary in that case that we are now becoming jealous of this i think with that as well like social media these days it's it's either really good or really bad mm. and um i notice a lot of people are they're designing their life the way you want to see it but it's not actually their life um so yeah i think there's also a lot of pressure from like that we put on ourselves to have this lifestyle or to have this image but then we don't realize that the people who are living that lifestyle that we so so much crave for um maybe it's not all that true so yeah, exactly what you're saying it's uh it's difficult to, but you've got to like sift through what's true and what's not
and not get upset about you know the, the fact that they are, they are here they're doing this i mean each person's life is different each yeah. person has a different part of their life and allah has blessed each person differently so you know that's also something we should keep in mind but then coming to you having <laughs> you've done so much you've uh, you have your own freelance company you're working in corporate you have not your problem your home's made there's so many different aspects and then of, of course you know keeping up with your family keeping up with your friends which yeah, how do you juggle your time I'm not going to lie I'm still working through that. So right now my days are like I go to campus, I go to work and then I go home and I freelance and then see my family for a bit and then I'm up late again doing more work or studying. But I also make time even though it's like 2 or 3 hours a week just to be like okay this is your time just relax and then also like making time to see your friends and check up on your friends. I have a bad habit of not replying to anyone. <laughs> also making time to like get in contact and stay. It's easier these days to stay in contact with your friends, just send a message. So that really helps me. But it's difficult and I think I've got a we, we we're all constantly changing and evolving as I said before. The way I handle my time is something that I have to evolve and change and adapt to. And I think that that applies to like everyone then. As you mentioned you had like 2 or 3 hours of free time you keep to yourself. What do you do? What do you do for me time, for free time? Um sometimes I just do nothing or I nap <laughs> or I read a book. Um I think I've gotten into podcast a lot lately. Uh-huh. I know this is a podcast, yes. but a podcast is a really good way to like Do you listen to accidental Muslims. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like really good podcasts out there, so I'd recommend someone who doesn't really know what to do with their time definitely listen to a podcast every now and then. It's good to listen to conversations of other like-minded people as well. Even those who think opposed to you, you can always learn something. So you're so young, you've achieved so much, mashallah, and there's so many people with no direction. They're so confused about where they want to go, what they want to do with their life going forward. What tips can you share with them? So I spoke about this at an event I went to recently. Find something, find something you want to do, and just do it. I think a lot of people are really scared to do what they really want to do because they worry like, what if this fails? What if it doesn't work out? How will I look to other people? Um, just do the things, you know. Um, if you have an idea, act on it. If you have um, a direction you want to go in your life, um, and if you don't, to find a direction, you have to re- reassess your life and your future goals, um, and also look back at like where you were and where you came from, and try and use that as motivation to go forward. There's no surefire way for you to figure out what you want to do in life, unfortunately. So it's just a process of you navigating through what you what you think you would enjoy and what you think you'd be good at, and finding out what sticks. Where would you see yourself in 5 years? I was first thinking geographically. Okay. And my answer was not Durban. But then um Google girl. Not <laughs> Durban, not South Africa, or yeah. just not Durban. I think not South Africa, who knows. Okay. Um but I think as a whole, the whole I see myself not so busy, definitely mm-hmm. calm down a little bit. And um I think I want to be um in a good like place with family and life and like maybe settling down a little bit. um it's important to me that i do work hard when i'm younger when i'm young now but definitely when i go older towards my 30s and stuff i just want to slow down like enjoy life and alhamdulillah we live in such a beautiful country even though i want to leave it <laughs> uh, we live in such a beautiful country so definitely want to explore and have more time to do that more time to travel when i'm older yeah just like want to live my best life i would say in the next 5 years yes girl <laughs> <laughs> so if you you know you were saying you want to be out of south africa so which country would you want to move into i mean ideally England or the US but okay. the US has a lot of like issues there right now I'm not yeah. really sure 
but everyone's going uh yeah this month i know like four people who've been wow. so i'm definitely having fomo but um i think sustainably it's something that i have to think about mm-hmm. if i want to live there if i want if i want to grow if i want to mm-hmm. have a family there or not it's something i have to consider but yeah i just i just like there's so much of the world to see so i'm really excited to see where life takes me cool absolutely so moving from there i think that having a support system like you said is very important so how important is having genuine friends and sincere friends who support you who are there for you uh, genuinely there for you because i find that often with this with social media then again there's easy for us to just be insincere uh for me it's important to make sure that you pitch up for your friends and that you're there for your friends i've been fortunate enough to be blessed with friends who show up for me and who show their support outwardly i think it's it, actions um actions go a lot further than words especially in this day and age when it's so easy to send a message to keep in touch but actually showing up and pitching up is um It's really important to me that my friends know that I appreciate them and that I'm grateful for their support and then however I can support them I always try to do that as well. Having a support system, having a friend group that really push you forward and really believe in you is something that I've been fortunate enough to be blessed with and I think everyone should try and find even if it's not friends it could just be a family that you find um comfort in. So yeah, that's really important. So if someone has ideas perhaps of starting or creating their own business, what lessons can they learn from perhaps the mistakes you've made that you can share with them? Get the Insta, get the social media handles first <laughs> when you have a good name. Make sure that you uh you get that and then besides that, make sure that you have a plan in place. Okay. Um sometimes it's good to wing things, but mm-hmm. definitely don't wing your business. Um <laughs> Have an Just idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um have an idea of what you want to do and okay. who you who you're selling to and then do a lot of research as much research as you can about that. Lastly, Umaira, how do you continue to live with purpose as I think given the opportunities that I've gotten and the support that I've gotten um and the kind of privilege that I have right now, definitely want to make sure that I pass it on. and then i'm there for other people who de- not don't necessarily have that have access to that themselves mm-hmm. definitely sharing more of my knowledge um giving p- other people more access to myself in terms of like volunteering and assisting and helping people who are who are less advantaged and um are not in a great place in their lives um i think it's important for us to reach out especially in this day and age so yeah i make conscious decisions to better the people to better the lives of the people around me. Thank you so much Umaira for your time today. We really appreciate um you coming up joining us and being a part of our accidentalmuslims.com and we hope to hear from you very soon perhaps at one of our meetups. Inshallah I'll see you there. We wish you all the best with all your three ventures and your life ahead and maybe inshallah when we catch up with you in 5 years you'll be flying in some country. Yeah, inshallah um, I'll Skype you then don't stress. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed it and that our guests added value to your life and most importantly inspired you to live with purpose. Don't forget to forward all suggestions to info@accidentalmuslims.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.